Welcome to the No Budget RC Podcast. I am your host, Eli, and you're listening to episode 45. So we always start off with what is new in my RC garage. Well, we have new since the last episode. I have some uh, brass parts that came in for my uh, Traxxas TRX-4. I got some uh, brass steering knuckles. And I also got some brass spring retainers for the shocks. Just adding a little brass to keep some weight down low to help uh, keep that center of gravity low for crawling. I also was browsing my local uh, OfferUp app, and I came across a Thunder Tiger ST4G3 roller. And the guy had a pretty fair price on it. And I was thinking, man, if I still had that 8-scale brushless system, I would pick that up and put it in there. But I'd sold my 8-scale brushless system. So I looking a little further down on the page. And the guy also had the brushless system for sale that came out of there. So I made him an offer on both of them. He accepted my offer, so I picked it up. And I now have a Thunder Tiger ST4 G3 uh, four-wheel drive truggy, 8-scale truggy. I was able to put it together with parts I had laying around. I had a radio that worked in it and a receiver, and I uh, put a servo in it that I had that I'd taken out of an old uh, Arma Outcast that I had. So I now have that. I don't think it's going to be staying, as I don't think I will really use it that much, being as I have my uh, Techno MT410, and I also have that Ar- the new Arma Creighton, the V4, on the way. So I think I'm just going to end up flipping this. I just got it for a really good price. It was too too uh, too good of a price to pass up. So what I wanted to talk about in this episode, is if you guys haven't already seen, is Axial was teasing a new vehicle. And they have finally released the vehicle, at least uh, for pre-order. I don't think you can actually get it yet. But what it is is the Axial UMG-10. So basically... It looks like a Unimog, but they probably don't have the uh, rights to use that name, so they're calling it the UMG-10. It's very similar to a Unimog. This is an SCX-10-2 based vehicle that comes as a kit, which is kind of cool. This one also comes with a hard body, which I don't know that Axial has ever released a kit with a hard body. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. And this thing has a few, um, it's a 11.4 inch wheelbase, which was what the old uh, Axial Dingo was back in the day. Um, you know, as I said, it comes with a hard body. Um, it also comes with a new set of wheels, and they're actually beadlock wheels, which is really cool. They're called them the MW19 beadlock wheels. And a new set of tires come with this that we haven't seen before. They are the uh, 1.9 MT45 tires, and those are in the R35 compound, which is Axial's softer compound that they usually release with their kits. Um, This comes with the kit-style transmission that was available with the uh, kit version of the uh, Cherokee. had that lower center of gravity transmission that you could buy the optional parts and convert it to a two-speed. This actually comes with that transmission. Um, unlike the, uh, the raw builders kit, this comes with aluminum bodied shocks, which is a definite upgrade from the crappy plastic ones that come with the, uh, raw builders kit. And the body, another cool feature is the body is hinged at the rear. So you can pull your body pins out and flip the whole body back. 
for easy access for changing your batteries and whatnot. It's kind of a cool looking vehicle. Um, definitely something a little different with it being a hard body and being the short wheelbase. We hadn't seen that in a long time from Axial. With the raw builder's kit, you had the option of going with the 11.4 wheelbase, or you could go with a 12-inch or the more common 12.3-inch wheelbase. Um, when they were teasing it, from the pictures, you could kind of see that it did look like it was going to be a Unimog-style body. And uh, from one of the, from, you could see kind of the outline of the nose of the vehicle, which led a lot of people to think it would come with... Uh, portal axles, because if you don't know, the actual Unimogs do have portal axles in them. However, it did not come with portal axles. It came with the uh, one-piece, it comes with the one-piece SCX-102 axles. Um, a lot of people don't like those, and a lot of people haven't had any problems with them. If you're not familiar, the older kits, the original first uh, SCX-102s that came out, they had... Uh, C-hubs that were interchangeable and lockouts on the rear axle that were interchangeable. These newer ones do not. They are molded into the axle. And what a lot of people's concern is if you break that, you have to replace the whole axle housing. But I believe those axle housings are only like 15 or 20 bucks. So it's really not that expensive if you do break them. And a lot of guys that I've talked to have run them and ran them hard and not broken them. But a lot of people do, do not still do not like them. That's really about all I had for this episode. I know it's kind of a short one, kind of a quick episode, but I uh, just thought it was worth talking about. You know, with the kind of how uh, Axial hyped it up for a few days before they released it, and a lot of people were excited about a new Axial kit. And I'm actually, I actually think it's a pretty cool kit. Um, looks like it's going to be priced at three hundred dollars. Yeah, that's, to me, that's uh, not, not nothing I'm going to rush out and go get. I'm not a fan of the short 11.4-inch wheelbase. I had an SCX-10, the original SCX-10, that had the 11.4 wheelbase with a, uh, had a Toyota hard body on it. And I actually converted it to a 12-inch wheelbase and put a different body on it. Um, the shorter wheelbase, it turns a little sharper but it kind of takes away from your climbing ability. That shorter wheelbase, it seems like the front end wants to lift up and tip over backwards. Um, I don't know that that would be a problem with the Unimog body, because if you're familiar with the Unimog, it's got that big cab up front, so it looks like a majority of your weight would, would be up front. But I'm just not a fan of that shorter wheelbase. I like 12 or 12.3. Um, not a fan of hard bodies either. Uh, it is a good-looking body, but I prefer the lightweight of a Lexan body. I'm more performance-based. Yeah, the hard bodies, you get more detail, and they do look better. But for performance, it puts more weight up high. And like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I'm ordering brass parts to go onto my axles of my TRX-4 to keep weight down low. And I, uh, my TRX-4 was originally the uh, uh, Range Rover version which had a very heavy body but that body has since gone away I and I actually have a uh, Proline 66 Chevy body on mine currently which is an Alexan body and uh, much lighter than the original body 
all, you know, for me, it's all about keeping that weight down low. But that's really about all I had for this episode. So until next time, guys, keep it shiny side up, and we will talk at you later. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the No Budget RC Podcast. I am your host, Eli, and you're listening to episode 46. So we start off with what is new in my RC garage. What I have new since the last episode is I got a pair of Yeah Racing portal covers for my TRX-4 in. I wanted to get another set of the Trail Hobbies portal covers because I ordered those before. And the I reordered them from the same person. They never came. I ended up getting a refund. I ordered those off of eBay. But I ordered them from the same seller. They never showed up. So I ended up requesting a refund from the guy. And then I ordered the... Uh, yeah, racing ones. And uh, those I put those on last night. Those went on perfect also, just like the Trail Hobbies ones. They fit very well. Um, the next thing I have is also ordered a set of Trail Hobbies aluminum shock towers for the TRX-4. I've installed the ones on the rear. Um, these give you multiple positions to mount your shocks in. And uh, it's actually able to set the TRX-4 up a little better with the uh, 66 Chevy body and get the back end down a little when I first mounted it. I didn't like how high it sat in the back end, but uh, with these shock towers, I was able to uh, adjust, kind of move some stuff around in the chassis, and I was actually able to get the back end of that body down where it sits level. It looks good now. The biggest thing that showed up is finally the Arma Creighton V4 showed up, so I'm quite happy to have that beast. I cannot wait to get it out and get it running, you know, take it out for its first run. So I wanted to talk about a few things in this episode. So the first thing I want to talk about was in the last episode, episode 45, I talked about what was new in my RC garage. I got some unbranded Chinese brass steering knuckles for my TRX 410. Well, I went to mount those up since that last episode and the way they are set up, the uh, knuckles kind of have a lip that has a, like a uh, ridge that sits down inside of the portal cover to kind of line them all up. They would not go together with those Trill Hobbies portal covers. And the Trill Hobbies portal covers fit perfect on the stock plastic knuckles. So I'm 100% sure that the issue is with the Chinese unbranded steering knuckles. However, I was able to bring them out here to the shop and uh, take the uh, Dremel and that ridge that sticks out that slides inside. I was able to take about half of that off, just running around the outside of it with the Dremel. I was able to make them work, but as they were, they would not fit. So that was kind of a pain. I guess that's kind of a risk you run when you order cheap parts from China. But in the end, I was able to get them together. And um, one of the bearings is also a very, very tight fit. But I was able to get everything working. Um, they're mounted up now. It was kind of a headache. I just figured I would kind of tell you guys about that in case that was something you guys were thinking about doing. Is when you do order, that's why I originally ordered one pair of the Trill Hobbies portal covers because I was not familiar with the Trill brand. And I wanted to make sure that they were decent before the second set. And then when I went toward the second set, I don't know what this chipper's deal was, if he was out and just didn't, it didn't say that on eBay or what, but 
I waited and waited. Um, the tracking information was showing something weird. So I contacted the seller and, uh, he basically kind of tried to pawn it off on the post office. And then I got a hold of him and I was like, look, dude, it's been like two weeks and they haven't left. So I want a refund. And he did give me a refund. So the next thing I want to talk about is the other night I was going through my app on my phone that I listen to podcasts on and I discovered two new RC podcasts that I am now listening to. So we're going to tell you guys about them so you can check them out as well. The uh, first one is called the RC Element Podcast. Um, it's a gentleman that also, I guess, runs a YouTube channel. I think I've actually seen some of his videos listening to his podcast. Some of it sounded familiar. Um, he runs RC cars and also RC helicopters. As you know, if you listen to this podcast, I am not into the flying side of the hobby. Um, so he does have two episodes where he talked about helicopters that I have not listened to, but I am currently listening to all his other episodes that he has available. And the other one is called the Unrelated RC Podcast. And these guys are mostly talking about crawlers. Um, these are longer podcasts. They seem to run about an hour. I think they only have three available at this point. I'm hoping they will put out some more soon. But they are mostly a crawler-based podcast. So I figured I'd tell you guys about those because those are two new RC podcasts I'm listening to. And if you're anything like me, there's not enough RC podcasts out there. So the third topic that I wanted to talk about was kind of my initial thoughts. In the last episode, I talked about the Thunder Tiger ST4 G3 that I picked up as a roller. I got it all put together, and I got it, everything working on it. And I took it out, and I just gave it a couple rips up and down the street just to kind of test it out. You know, I, I like to, before I take a vehicle somewhere, you know, and drive a half hour away, I like to give it a rip up and down the street in front of my house just to make sure everything is working properly. Make sure that, you know, I didn't miss anything putting it together or anything. And uh, I'm glad I did that because first thing I noticed is it barely had any steering. So I ripped it up and down the street a few times, brought it back in the shop and realized that the, old, the issue was the uh, servo saver. The servo saver was backed way off. So I was able to tighten that up and then the thing turned on a dime. It turned super sharp. So I went back out, ripped it up and down the road, and uh, this was transferring a lot of power to the front wheels, so I brought it back in, tore it apart, and pulled the center diff out of it, and there was basically, there was no fluid in that center diff. I mean, like, the gears were wet, but it was almost like they had grease on them. I don't know if Thunder Tiger is only putting grease in their diffs. I don't know. Um, but I cleaned it all up and filled it up with 100K diff fluid, took it back out. That definitely made a big difference. Um, I think I could have gotten a little thicker, but 100K is the thickest stiff oil I currently have. But uh, it seems like it could have used something a little thicker, maybe 200K. And I ripped it up and down the street for a while longer, and then I actually lost power to the front, di front diff. And what that ended up being is uh, where the dog bone goes into the front diff. You got that, uh, the... Uh, outdrive I guess you'd call it on the front diff and uh, the grub screw that holds that onto the pinion gear had just worked loose that really wasn't that big of a deal but I did have to tear a lot of stuff apart to get to it 
but I was able to uh, put some fresh Loctite on there and run that grub screw back in and get it working again. Um, honestly think that I am, well, I definitely am going to sell it. I have it posted up now on uh, Facebook and offer up because I just don't see it getting used with the Creighton. I mean, it's a nice car. It's super clean. It's a fun car. Um, it only runs 4S, but it seemed to do just fine on 4S. But it's just, I don't see it getting used, so I'm just going to basically sell it, take the money, you know, hopefully I'll make a little bit of profit, and take that money and put it into my other cars, maybe buy some upgrades for the Creighton. Um, that being said, I do have some other stuff ordered. I ordered some stuff tonight, and I have some other stuff that I ordered, but it just hasn't showed up yet. I've had a few issues with shipping lately. Um, things will say they're going to be delivered on a certain date and then they end up not showing up. Currently had some parts that were supposed to be here on Thursday. I'm recording this late Friday night, early Saturday morning, I guess. Um, the, they, they haven't updated in like two days and went from saying they were going to be delivered to Thursday by eight o'clock to not showing any time. So I have no idea when those are going to show up. Um, I had an issue with the shipping on the Creighton. The Creighton was supposed to be here on a Friday, and I'd actually had last weekend wanted to go out and run it for its first run because uh, I usually I run on Sunday. Sunday's kind of been my RC day. It's usually Saturday I do something with the wife, and then Sunday I'll go run RC. Well, I didn't get to go out because it didn't show up in time. It actually didn't show up till Monday, and it showed up right before I left for work. I worked swing shift. So I actually didn't even get out of the box till I got home on uh, Monday night. And so it has not been ran yet. And uh, won't get run this weekend because Sunday is Easter. And I have plans to go up to my mom's house for Easter. So again, it won't get run again this week. So hopefully the next weekend we'll get some decent weather and I'll actually get it out and get it, take it out for a run. What I can tell you from unboxing it and checking it out um, the tires are definitely a huge improvement from the V3s. The, uh, center brace, the tower to tower brace, that's a very cool, um, upgrade that they put on there. The radio, I'm not real sure about it. It has its pros and it has its cons. It feels cheap. I definitely think the tactic radio felt better in hand. The wheel is just a hard plastic which I don't like. The Tactic at least had a foam on the wheel. So uh, the other issue is I was told I cannot bind the receiver that came in it. Will not bind to my uh, Spectrum DX5C radio. So I don't know. I'll probably just deal with this radio for now. Maybe down the road I will get another receiver and run it on the DX5C. But the reason I'll probably run it on this radio is this radio does have a feature that I like. You can have your throttle set where you have 100% throttle, 75% throttle, or 50% throttle. So if you're handing it off to somebody who has less experience or a younger kid, you can tune it down a little bit so that they don't crash it and hurt, it, hurt the car or hurt somebody. Um, and my wife has been talking about possibly getting in, you know, trying RC. She's never ran one, but she's talked about trying it because... Uh, she knows that it's something I enjoy, but I enjoy doing with other people. And so she's talked about trying it. And that would be a good feature to be able to hand it to her and start her off at 50% on like a 4S LiPo. 
And then as she gets more comfortable bumping up to 75, and then 100%, and once she gets comfortable with that, then we can throw 6S in it. So that is kind of a cool feature that it has. Um, I haven't looked into it. Maybe there's a way you can change the wheel and maybe, you know, upgrade the wheel. I actually have some uh, old radios around here that I would uh, steal the wheel off of and put on there just so I'd have a better wheel. But really, that hard plastic steering wheel is probably my only gripe on it. It just doesn't feel as good as the uh, tactic radios that they used to come with. That's really about all I had for this episode. Just kind of want to touch bases with you guys. Kind of let you know what I had going on. And uh, until next time, keep it shiny side up. And I will talk at you later. Thanks for listening.